0: Welcome back, Mr. Anthony Pommel. Thank you so much for coming again Pleasure. on this podcast. And uh, last time we were together was a really learning curve for a lot of people who really want to start podcasting. But today we are going to be talking on a completely different and very, very important topic. And that's going to be about mental health.
1: Mental health. Man. Yeah. Nice. It's, nice. It's
0: it's not an easy topic. It's It's not easy. I know to be vulnerable and speaking about it because uh, it's something that, as men, uh, we don't like to talk about it. You know, it just doesn't come into our genetics that easily. But let's be honest and upfront in this thing and uh, highlight the areas that really need to be worked on. And uh, this can be a really life-saving moment for a lot of people, I guess.
1: very glad you guys chose this topic because um, I really think that mental health is a topic which we have shouted under the rug, we try to be clever about it, we try to make nice campaigns about it, we try to be social media savvy about it and you know, I'm posting this to see if anybody's listening, yeah. I'm available for any time, are we really available? How many numbers do we not pick up because it's an unknown number? Yeah. How many times do we not reply to somebody on WhatsApp because we're like, um, I'll reply later, yeah. you know, and we're all guilty of it, I'm guilty of it, right? So what do we really mean by I'm listening? Okay. But we're not taught anything, right? Nobody teaches us how to deal with mental health. Nobody Mm. teaches us about the science. What's the science of mental health? I don't know. Like, we could name things, but Mm. are they really or is it what we've been told? Mm. Have we gone to find out? Have we learned what it is? If our best friend comes to us and says, like, I feel like committing suicide. Do we know what to say? Mm. We don't. We think we know because we're positive people, Mm. religious people, you know. um, It's one
2: of those awkward conversations that you don't want to have.
1: And yet, if i tell you man i'm getting a sore throat you'll immediately give me a solution mm. ginger and water ginger and milk you know this don't have coffee have to have warm water. you know yeah. it instinctively yeah. it's an illness and you know instinctively what to do but mm. with mental health you don't have the first clue what to say yeah. why that's a great topic thanks for bringing it up
0: it's like just people don't want to talk about it that you know have to like it's like you're bringing them out of the shell that they've been comfortable with for such a long time and trying to put that thing under the rug as much as possible but they don't know eventually like that the balloon is keep like if you keep on blowing that balloon is going to burst out mm-hmm. eventually and it will have huge repercussions uh, down the line mm-hmm. but until and unless you don't address those issues uh the moment itself it's always going to be like you know a matter of time that
1: you know things go heavy like. especially with men i know that uh it happens to everybody and I know that women suffer from mental health problems, mental issues, mental health issues but when it comes to men there's a big stigma attached. Mm. Men are expected by society expects men to be strong, appear strong, appear in control mm. and that you know suck it up and do it man let's just you know, keep going you can sort this out mm. and you have pills for it you have everything else but the reality is those are all externals mm. What's the real thing going on on the surface, mm. in the mind and heart of that person? Look, the three of us, we're men. We, there are things that hurt us. Even right now, we probably have things we think about, right? Whether it's our family, our love lives, our children, our parents, our, our work, whatever it could be. It could be about our life journey, you know, it, it upsets me that I didn't do this, when I had a chance. And I still think, I'm still young, I can, but you're, you get upset about these things. That's a... That can lead to depression,
0: Yeah.
1: that is a mental health issue, Right. but we don't address that, we don't talk to men about, uh, we don't guide men, where's yeah. the guidance to men, right, look at all the nice stuff and amazing stuff that women do for each other, yeah. they lift themselves up, they have get togethers to talk to each other, they have, you know, what do men do, let's go for a smoke, and we'll smoke in silence, talk about what happened on sports and we'll go back, that is our banter, but we don't talk about, alright, so what are you going through man, talk to me. It's embarrassing to ask that question. Yeah,
0: sure.
1: It's 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 it will make me feel like a wimp, right? What are you are emotional now? Nah? like, but reality is we're crying out to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Mm.
0: What if somebody approaches you with who's facing uh, with a certain battle that's in his mind? But is there a particular way that you lead a conversation, or how would you approach that person? For example, if I come to you with a certain issue, like which has been bothering me for a very long period of time and there's no there's no medical care to it but it can be only solved when you open up those rooms and listen until you don't do that you won't have a proper you know relief to it but then if i'm coming and talking to you i need to be vulnerable enough to come down and talk mm. to you about it first and foremost yeah. and i need to have the trust that hey what i'm talking to you stays between us as well but yeah. then how would you as a another person uh, approach and you know speak That's to me about it
1: first of all you know it's a great question we'll talk about it but before that because people are listening to this uh, this is not a medical conversation mm. uh, everyone who's listening yeah. none of us here are qualified counselors mm. yeah. the advice we're sharing now is life advice but if it's a serious situation please seek out a therapist yeah. uh, and if you want to know a good therapist whichever city you're in especially if you're in the uae uh, you can reach out to me, Anthony, um, I know people, I know therapists and I can probably guide you towards somebody. Mm. So whatever we're sharing right now, please take it as life advice, not necessarily medical advice. Yeah. So your question was, um, how how would I approach it? So, See, first of all, we deal with, always remember we deal with different people every day in a different way. Mm. I deal differently with my boss because I know his personality. But I will deal differently with my colleague because he, I know his personality. So I've adapted to the personalities, right? And I can instinctively tell If I'm talking to somebody, what kind of person it is and I will adapt my personality to have a good conversation with that person. Right. Keep that in mind when somebody approaches you regarding a mental health issue. They're not going to say I have a mental health issue. They're probably not even going to say I have depression. Hmm. They probably come and say, listen, you have two minutes. So the first trigger is that you have two minutes. Friends don't suddenly say you have two minutes. They're like, hey man, what are you doing? Let's go out. Right?
2: These are people you are having a relationship
1: with. Yes, but even somebody else who maybe is an acquaintance, if they're starting a question which you have two minutes, that language itself says something, which means you need to be attentive now. All those nice posts on Facebook about I'm listening, now that comes into play. What happens then?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Honestly, the best advice I would give you is don't listen to reply to this person. Don't listen to give them a solution. Please understand that you are not there to give them a solution. You are there to listen to them. First and foremost, you may not have a reply, so don't think that you have to reply. Mm. Sometimes we reply because we think, oh no, I have to say something. Mm. Don't do that. Listen to them. They probably just need to vent. Okay, so first thing, maybe you come to me is like, Anthony, you have two minutes. And you start talking about something that's really bothering you. And it's really depressing you. If I have an answer to this, okay, maybe I can give it. But if I don't, I'm not going to try and come up with an answer. Mm. I'm going to listen to you and then I'll say, okay, you know, Nick, Thanks for sharing. Do you want to go out for a drink? Mm. Do you want to go and play pool? Do you want to just let your mind out Environment. Yeah. Do you want another environment? That's the first thing I'll do. You'll probably say, yeah, yeah, let's just us just go have a walk or something. Mm. Okay. But now, if you're still looking for a solution from me, then I would probably go, okay, I know a couple of people who mm. might be able to help you. Are you willing to take help on this? Mm. Because I think that it's serious for you. Mm. Try and get the person to understand that it's serious. Mm. The fact that they raise it means that they have a feeling but they're trying to suppress it thinking it's nothing yeah. and they're trying to have somebody else validate that it's okay, mm. it's not okay, Okay. the very fact that they brought it up means it's not okay, so say are you willing to get some serious help on this because and when you say serious help make sure they understand that you're not trying to get them to go for a one-year therapy session, mm. Okay. maybe it's just a two-hour session with a therapist that's mm. needed, you don't know, yeah. right? Are you okay? Are you serious? Okay. Uh, They might say, yeah, but dude, I can't afford a
0: therapist.
1: Dude, we'll talk about that later. First, tell me, are you willing to do it? Like, yes, I need this. Then you can start working on a solution of what to do. Maybe if he's a friend, you can crowdsource some funds to help him go for Mm -hmm. two hours. Okay, if not, there's other solutions, but tackle it head on first. Mm -hmm. Let's say he says, no, man, I I don't want to go to a therapist. Okay, fine. Um, Do you want to continue just talking with me and venting out? I may not have a solution for you, bro, but I'm here to listen to whatever you have to say. Yeah. That will help as well. Sometimes they just need a confidant.
2: Absolutely.
1: You know, I just need to have somebody understand what I'm going through. I'll take care of it. I know what to do, Mm. but I'm sick and tired of holding it inside. Yeah. So all of it all depends on what the person is telling you.
2: Doesn't it come to a point where people always want to give an advice? Yes. And that that also is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Like you might, you might not qualify to give a proper advice to somebody no. who's going through something like this.
1: In fact, Joe, you brought up a great point of uh, some time ago, I mentioned to a friend that, you know, somebody we know, I have somebody, it's a friend. They try to take their own life. Alright. Thank goodness they survived. But I mentioned this to somebody else. I didn't take the name obviously, but I mentioned somebody else. And this person replied, oh, give them my contact. I went through the same thing. Uh, no. <laughs> First of all that's confidential. Mm. Second of all, yeah, you may have gone through it, but it's that doesn't mean you went for a certification on <laughs> psychiatry and psychology. <laughs> yeah.
2: How to you with somebody else? Yes, like you're not a
1: counselor mm. just because you went through the same thing. What if your response to it is excellent for you but dangerous for them?
2: Mm. Right.
1: Right? What if your response was uh, to go and pray? Could be. And maybe it helped you. Now if you give that advice to that person, it might be exactly what got him into depression. Mm. Right? an over-influence of religion or lack of it, whatever it could be, right? So, yeah, this whole need for people to give advice and to reply, it's like I mentioned in our previous podcast about marketing, people nowadays listen to respond, they don't listen to learn.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's okay to be silent, Right? it's okay to be quiet. See, think about it in this world for all the people who are religious in this context, I want to say this here, when you go to church and you pray, does God talk back to you? No, He doesn't. Right. Yeah, maybe through your pastor, but when you're alone and you're praying, he's not talking to you. Mm. right? So, And yet, by not receiving the reply, you know he listened and that's enough for you. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Sometimes it's okay to just listen. That's all the person needs. So keep it at that. Unfortunately, society right now, look at all the posts online, right? I don't, I'm not against people posting these things, but I'm like, look at what we made people do. Now they have to force show that I'm listening. Mm. You don't have to be more than that. For example, instead of posting a Facebook post or an Instagram post saying, "I'm just writing this here to know, let you know that I'm listening." At any time, call me anytime. Instead of doing that, what if you just found out what are the numbers of good therapists in this your city
0: and post them, mm. let them advise,
1: give the let them, but put yeah. put it there. Somebody let is me. looking. Like, I need a therapist. I don't know where to go. Mm. But if I know my friend put up this post, I'll go. Alright, hey, what did he post? Now I have a you have done much better for me than trying to give me advice
2: yeah. that
1: is a great way to do it
2: but then even these posts that go online you look at them and say you see 100 people posting
1: yes it, right? and you know them. why they do it because of that day some hashtag
2: some hashtag comes in and then you say oh it's just somebody who's just following a trend right now yes that's why exactly should, it why should i contact this person uh, he doesn't know me uh, i don't know him. i don't have a relationship with this guy yeah how does it make any sense me even connecting with
1: that person yeah and then look at your content online the stuff you post every day generally you think somebody will look at those posts and think yeah that's the kind of person I want to talk to about my si- my situation mm. right yeah. so you can't be an advocate for mental health but live a different kind of lifestyle
0: absolutely
1: yeah. Right? Sorry? do you make jokes about fat people do you body shame people do you shame people's color do you shame people's economic situation do you mm. make rape jokes you make all of these things and then you put a nice post saying please reach out to me, I'm always listening. So Sadly. Really?
0: Sadly, those things still happen. Yes. And, but then again, it's like that's the line between sympathy and apathy, right? Yes. How do you know that you, you, you might say, I I know what you're going through and actually be there for a the person in real as well. And it, that is what matters that you can say a lot of things, but when the time comes, you got to be there just to have a you just need to be there, you don't have to even have to say anything but just to be there for the person and that holds more value to anything else as no, well, like you no. you okay, get no. to feel, you have got to be more comfortable being around such a person as well, like, okay, you know, you agreed to be there for me, that counts more and you know, sitting down there and listening to me what I, I was going through and I was venting about. Mm. At least my heart is a little more lighter right now, you know? Yeah. What I'm going through might not change at that very moment. But okay, now at least it's not like I'm going through this alone. Somebody is there with me to yes. go to this uh, this pattern as well.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like any activity you do nowadays, which we need a buddy. For example, going to the gym, we struggle to go alone. But if we have a buddy, we go regularly. Mm-hmm. Push yourself. You just need a buddy. Mm-hmm. He may not be working out a lot, but you just need that person with you. Same thing, right? Um, I want to give you an example of something. What you just said, you know, it actually happens in real life and it's not just talk. Uh, I was working in this company and um, I had just spoken out about my own mental health uh, journey and how I had recovered and everything else. And so this one colleague of mine saw that and came to my office one day and said, can I have a minute with you? And I'm like, sure. I didn't know what it was about. I thought it was work. He comes and he closes my door and uh, I said, shit man, what's up? Have a seat. And he said, listen, I saw your video and uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that's bothering me. I'm like, oh, okay, let's talk, you know, sure, how can I help you?
0: In context, what video was it?
1: I had, uh, so, men, what is it? Uh, Men, what's the, there's a magazine in, regional magazine about men. GQ. Not, I wish. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Men's, was it Men's Health Middle East? It was something like that, right? Ask Uh men. Ask Men Middle East, and it's still there, if you look at Ask Men and you put Anthony Pommel in the Google, you'll see my interview. Um, Ask Men did a series on mental health and men. And my interview was there and it was about my mental health journey. So That's what I was referring to. Um, so he had seen that. And he said, uh, Anthony, I'm suffering from depression and it's really, really bad. In fact, it's uh, affecting my family. Mm. And I didn't, he's an Arab, by the way, Arab man. And he said, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I'm afraid of anybody finding out because what will they think of me and you know and society will think and and, you know all the stuff we talk about it was happening right in front of me the guy was saying everything that we know is happening it was textbook and then he said he's like I've actually tried to go to a therapist and he's like I actually drove up to the therapist in healthcare city I parked in the parking lot and I, I was afraid because I thought oh what if somebody knows me sees me here so I didn't go Then, after two weeks, again I tried. This time I walked up to the office, walked up to the entrance door. And then again I was like, oh, but what if somebody I know is inside as well, who's also going? What will they think? They'll think I'm a failure. I can't do this. And I told them, listen, calm down. Don't worry. First of all, you're incredibly brave for bringing this up, especially with a stranger. Like, I'm nobody to you, I'm just a colleague. But I'm glad my video helped. So now, okay, let's see what we can do. I can't give you advice. Okay, I don't know what you're going through, but also I'm not qualified. But I will help you go to a therapist. Here's what we can do if you're afraid. Next time, I'll go with you to the therapist. I'll be in your car. Okay? You park. I'll walk out first and see if there's anybody that I can see in the area. When there's nobody around, I'll tell you to come and you can go inside. That's the first thing I can do for you. Right? So then nobody will see you, you'll be comfortable. It's like, if you're afraid of going into the therapist's office, I can go into the therapist office, and I'll tell the therapist when there's no more patients around, let us know, and I'll signal for you, you can come inside. How was that? And he was over the moon, he's like, please help me with this, this is exactly what I need. But even though this happened, I wanted to tell a story to highlight, think of the immense trauma going on in this man's mind. It wasn't just that he was depressed, which is one battle he was facing, it was also the fear he was facing of being depressed. Mm. Two different battles really? and now going? think, and by the way, I have to mention this here, up until that evening, this guy was the most jolly guy I had seen in the company. Everyone so was used to those no There all was signs right? There was not a single sign. I thought this guy was over the moon. We'd meet, he had this huge smile. He'd always hug me when we met in the office. He'd be like, ah, oh, Sir Anthony, how are you doing? What's come? Sir, when are we going for shisha? Like this. Mm. I had no idea. Yeah. And here he is sitting in front of me breaking down. So the person you think is over the moon, living the life, mm. may not be living the life.
2: But that's how we are as men. Yes. Right? We don't want to show our weak spots, yeah. our chinks in our chin. So vulnerability. Vulnerability. We don't want to show all these things thinking that what will society think about us. Yes. Because I, I went through this bout and mm. my wife didn't know I was going through depression. Mm. And literally, I would, I would sit and just watch TV. Uh, i didn't I didn't do drugs or I didn't go to alcohol, but but I knew I was facing something, and I had nobody to talk to. And then it comes down to who do I go to? Who do I turn to? What will that person think about me? what What would anybody I speak to think about me? But hey, I'm supposed to be the man of the house. Yeah, I have to be the strong one over here. if If I start getting weak, it's a pandemic, I get weak. Uh, my wife sees it who's suffering so much already mm-hmm. then the kids see it. It affects everyone and down where, where, where do I go from there? Yeah. And you know and and I had to I kept telling myself, okay, you know what? Stop it be a man mm-hmm. Get over it and push through mm-hmm. as as bad as it sounds It's not the advice I can give to somebody else. Yeah. Maybe I I got over it But it worked for you it worked for me. Yes, but that's not the advice I can give somebody else yes. maybe their problem might be little bit more serious than mine, uh, they can they can have lost a job, uh, their wife could have left them, I don't know, but then it could be something that's so serious that they actually need some real help. Yes.
1: So on this point, I wanted to mention something to you, Joe. You raised a valid point and I want to kind of like maybe correct you a small way. What you did was amazing. You pushed through. It had nothing to do with be a man. The statement be a man made you push through it. But the reality is what you did was pushing through it. Women do that too. Others, a lot of people do that. But because of that statement, be a man, that's the incorrect part of it. It it wasn't about you being a man, but it helped you. Fine. The point here is though, how do we get people to move past this be a man point and just push through? That's the action. How do we make them take action? That is the key issue here. And we still don't know. Like I don't have an answer to this. In fact, And and we were talking about this earlier before the podcast, and I think this is critical here. We spend a lot of time trying to be creative about pushing that message. But there's really nothing on the ground. For example, without naming any cities, most cities don't have a suicide hotline. Most cities don't have a mental health hotline. Most cities don't have this kind of situation available. Insurance, mental health is not cheap. The therapy of it. Insurance doesn't cover it in most places. So what is somebody supposed to do? What if the person is struggling because of financial issues? How is that person going for different, for, for insurance, mm-hmm. for therapy, right? So all of this is a big problem that is not being solved. Because en masse, as yeah. a society, we are not trying to fix it. We are trying to put band-aids, mm-hmm. right? These little campaigns here and there, we're trying to put band-aids and saying, oh, have a nice uh, poster about mental health, very creatively written and all. Well, it's not helping. Because clearly we can see, the only good thing I can say today is that because of social media, the conversation is a bit more widespread. Before social media, nobody was talking about this. Now we are. People Mm -hmm. are finally sharing. Yes, the sharing could be better, but at least they're sharing. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, though, here's my thing. I feel like men need to stand up. Men who have gone through this need to be more vocal.
2: Need to come out as well.
1: Yeah, I'll give you an example of this, which really, really angers me. It actually angers me. When I post something regarding mental health on my social media platforms, only women consume it and like it. Men never say anything.
2: That says a lot.
1: That says a lot, right? And I know men in my group who have gone through this and have survived. They should say something. Mm. They don't. That is the issue. I'm not going to talk about men who don't know and try to struggle through this. Mm. The men who survived and who actually went through it. Talk about it.
0: Why do you not engage? It's being vulnerable. It's just not about you know. I went through it. The world doesn't need to know, but yes, you went through. You can at least. I wouldn't say you have the the cure for it, but you can direct the people in the right way how they can approach about it as well. Because
1: men need to understand what you just said, Nick, is exactly that. Men need to understand they are not alone. Mm -hmm. If you post about it, even if you say. I agree Anthony, I went through it too, this was really traumatic, but I I, I got through it through help. Mm. Another man might see that as like, oh, he too? I'm not just me, mm. I'm not alone. And because men think that I'm the only one going through this, nobody will understand.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I can't tell Anthony, he won't understand. My problems are very unique. right? But if I know that he went through it, like, oh really? I thought it was just me. And that's where it becomes a difference.
0: True. I think somewhere down the line we all go through that phase of you know mental breakdown, but we just not vocal about it because society has taught us to just suck up and you society know keep on yeah. moving. Yeah. And it plays a huge role. I think growing up from a childhood itself, we always been told like you know you know you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. See, and you start comparing and all these things, and that adds up eventually down the line as well. Who we come out to become as men, and. Uh, Maybe it's an image that society has created, not we, really who we should be. But that's again building up on pressure. You know, growing up, being somebody who the society wants you to be, and you're not being vulnerable. You're not being taught to be vulnerable. You're not given the space to be vulnerable. Hey, this is not okay. This is what I'm feeling. Uh, see those kids; they are doing well and stuff. There's always comparison happening, and that puts you down in a box. Like, okay. It doesn't. I tried it. It didn't go well. Maybe this is how life is, and we just go along the same path, and we just don't. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: you raise a good point about children. As a man, do you really want your children to grow up in a house where you didn't get help. Yeah. Think about it. I'm not trying to shame you, as men out there. I'm trying to encourage you. Do it for your kids. If you're if you're not if you don't have kids and you're married, do it for your wife. Yeah. If you are single do it for yourself yeah. more than anyone else because if you're single it's only you and only you do it for your own growth yeah do it for your future do it for a better life for yourself don't you want to live free yeah you know when i when i finally got through my issues i actually felt free you know
0: do you want to elaborate on that point like i like i, I don't know what exactly that your journey was regarding this thing, but if you can share, if you're comfortable to Um, share with us about... Well,
1: there was a lot of things that throughout childhood and stuff, you know, minor things happen here and there, Mm. but depending on your reaction to them or the reaction of people around them, you, it impacts your your state of mind. So there were things that had happened in my childhood, not to me, but uh, around me, that shaped my mental uh, situation. I was an introvert. I used to be locked up in my room reading books. I would never make friends. I would never go out. And so obviously I thought that was okay. Yeah. I didn't know that we're social beings. It's okay to be an introvert. But you need also human touch. You need human, you need friends. So when I finally opened up, um, being in a country that is very particular about skin color, I people would make fun of my color. People would make fun of my religion because I was in a, I was in a minority. All those things affected me. And I thought I wasn't advocate enough as a person. So as I grew older, thankfully that changed uh, because of my surroundings. I was in a better surrounding of people, but that stayed. And as I grew older, I used to think of myself as inferior because of my skin color. Thank goodness for meeting people who helped me out of that, right? Um, but what happened is over time, then other things came into play. So all of this, all of these things add up.
0: Uh,
1: ultimately, what happened is cutting through the chase. Uh, I was supposed to get married around six years ago. And I remember that uh, I called off the marriage, there were various reasons, but when I called off the marriage, it's a big thing, Mm -hmm. calling off a wedding, your marriage with the person. Obviously, you're breaking somebody's heart, first of all, which I did. Um, Also, uh, you've taken a step back from the biggest step you usually would, that would be in your life. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly, even after that, after the few months have gone by, you start thinking, um, what have I done? Mm -hmm. you You start doubting yourself. You start wondering was i am i okay and what did i do mm. and you start feeling guilty so all of these things started happening to me i started feeling depressed i started feeling upset i started feeling blaming myself for not being uh man enough as self-condemnation they say. Condemnation comes in. self-condemnation and then literally i i remember a friend told me listen just talk to somebody right? and Different people react in different ways. I decided that I'll talk to a professional. Mm. And it was very scary. Because you know the other thing about wanting to go to therapy is I don't know what this person is going to be like. What if I get a really pardon my French, whatever I got a total ass as a therapist? Mm. Sometimes we think like that. Mm. Because we also we see stuff on TV, we think that's what a the therapy therapist is. <laughs> we think on the, of, couch. on the couch with the glasses and mm. funky suit and an air of superiority. You don't want to meet a person like that. Mm. And that's what you think it is, right? Because that's what, so, again, that's what society taught princess. us. So I didn't know what to do. So I started Googling and I looked and all until finally after reading reviews, I found this one person and I went to meet them. I only had to meet them once. But that session was so good that it helped me. He, un- he understood what I was going through. Mm. And he helped me to think in a certain way. He said, listen, if you need to come back to me, come back. But I think this should help. But that one session, helped enough to guide me, but thank goodness I went for that one session. I Without going, I wouldn't have realized that I only needed one session. Mm, sure. In my mind, I thought I had to go, now I'm going to have for months and months of the therapy, process. right? And that's what, that's what helped me. But again, it's it because I listened to somebody and because somebody was willing to hear, yeah.
0: you
1: know, so that's what I went through, basically.
2: So when we see uh, the series from US, you know, the American series, we see the, the need for therapy. Like Americans go for therapy, that's what here, there's a stigma that all Americans go for therapy. Or, or they had a divorce, go for therapy. We need marriage counseling, therapy. I don't see that in Dubai. Mm. Yeah, and uh, if coming from a very Indianish kind of culture, even our media doesn't even promote that. Like people don't go for therapy. It's, yeah. it's all the, the Ramayana,
1: yeah.
2: the, 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 the long-form stories that they have. But the therapy in that is not there. Yeah. Do you think that media itself is a problem over here? Or is there something from a media perspective that is holding back
0: therapy for men on, on mental health? Is it the culture shame? It's the culture because mm.
1: you think about it and it's lovely, it's a great example. It brings an analogy to mind which I'll share. Uh, you mentioned how media in the US shows, and we also know people, that therapy is very normal over there. Mm. Everyone does it, it's not a stigma. You're expected Absolutely. to go for therapy. Why? And this comes to the culture point. You know what? I read this somewhere last, this year, earlier this year, and it made so much sense. Uh, we go, when we go to the gym, we can work out ourselves. But to really get into top shape and really be at our utmost potential of the physical form, we need a personal trainer.
2: Right.
1: Right. When we go to university, we can buy the books ourselves and learn. But we go to university to be the optimal academics mind through the experts, right, through a teacher. Mm-hmm. The human brain needs the same expertise. But we try to fix it ourselves. Why do we make a differentiation when it comes to the mind? Mm-hmm. Same mm-hmm. way, so in America, they figure it out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Physical trainer, mental trainer, therapist is mental trainer. In our culture, we don't have that philosophy because we don't even have physical fitness. Yeah.
0: Will get up in the morning. In good yeah,
1: absence.
0: too much to ask for.
1: We our culture is a culture of accepting what is, mm. and if you try to make it better, we laugh at you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? When fat people try to go to the gym in Dubai, our friends we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, right, right." We think they'll give. We we'll think they'll give up.
0: Two days. We That's don't support right.
1: them. We'll be supportive in front of their face, yeah. but in reality, we already have the mindset in our head mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, right."
0: After two days, so now I imagine so how
1: a person, that's why mental health doesn't even come into the conversation. Mm. That's it's what I think is the culture, what you mentioned in the society. Yeah. But
2: there's definitely a shift for people who go to the gym. That, there's a lot of support that is now. now. Yes, uh, things like the have last, changed. Last couple
1: of years. It comes with a curse. Body shaming is now an offence and people will judge you on it. Mm-hmm. So good, it has finally come to that point. We have a long way to go. But we are finally having that conversation, and I think with mental health, we will as well.
0: Somebody like you have to draw a line between what was and what can be, and not let things just happen as they have been happening. But until and unless we don't speak about it, until and unless we don't highlight these issues, come up and be vulnerable and talk about it, it it will always be the same. But we, at least with this generation that we have come across, like. Uh, we, there might be a lot of part in the society that still live on culture background but we know what is right and wrong and we can still draw the line and not have to repeat all the mistakes that you know our generation before have made but hey can make an example for people that are going to come down the line that this is okay and yeah. that it is not bad yeah. and it's a good thing that we got it out because we wouldn't have known it's like an internal uh, Thing that you go through no one can see, but it is real as well. Yeah. Until unless you don't highlight it, you wouldn't know. Really?
1: No. I mean take an example. Our previous generation, making color jokes of colors people's skin or making fun of somebody who's black was run of the mill It wasn't an offense. They're mm. like, Yeah, it's a joke. But our generation understands that to be wrong. We don't do that. We learned. The mm. so same way, we will learn. Yeah. Maybe it's not this generation, maybe it's the next generation. We'll start talking about mental health more seriously. It will happen. So you're right actually. Things have changed. We're improved. Slowly we're getting there.
0: Yeah, but yeah, you've got to take the step of yes. being vulnerable. That's the only approach you can take on this line.
1: And if you're not the one suffering from mental health, then be the person to go to. Mm. As in, not physically, be the person who's saying the right things online. Yeah. You know, I would challenge anyone listening to this podcast when you're done or even now while you're listening to it, open your phone. Figure out who are the therapists in your area, find out numbers and post them online. That's mm-hmm. the least you could do. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right?
2: Do it. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would take that one step more and just ask people to go to your phone. Look at that one friend that you haven't been in touch with. Because I know for a fact that the strongest people that you know, they are definitely dealing with something. Oh
1: yes. And oh, these, yes.
2: these are people that will hide what they're going through so that Everybody else thinks, oh, everything's fine in my life. Try finding that one person. Just ask him how he is. You'll be surprised if he opens up to you. Mm. You'll be surprised what he's doing.
0: Oh, yes. Sometimes being not the person who is going through, but the other person, it's like, do I need to really bring up this topic? What am I getting myself into, you know? If yeah. the other person goes on, a, you know, which I'm ready, not ready for and it's okay. You don't have to be ready for it. You just need to be there for it. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: That matters more than... I mean,
1: you. think about it, right? We put on Netflix. Nowadays, the new thing about 2020 is right. we put on Netflix as background noise. Mm. And we're on our phone. But we have the Netflix on and we're listening to it, but we're on our phone. So we can listen, but we don't There's want no to. There's no excuses. There's no excuses, right? And you mentioned a nice point, Joe. I think sometimes the person who's there for everybody else, people aren't there for them. Mm. And that's something we need to change. We don't know what they're going through. When I came out with my depression video, my struggle, people were calling me, it's like, you? I had no idea, I'm so sorry. Right? And so I didn't hold it against any of them. I didn't blame them, but they think about it. That means I I also probably think that about other people. Mm. You know, they they are fine, why should I call them? Mm. But sometimes that call makes all the difference, man. True. Yeah, so you're right. And it's not a force. We're not guilting you into opening your phone book and checking. We're trying to tell you, look. Start small by thinking, okay, you've been wanting to get in touch with this person for a long time. At least start there.
0: Yeah.
1: Get in touch with them. You wanted to, but you have not done it yet. Just do it.
0: And I think this season that everyone is in, like, a small conversation with somebody can, you know, lift their spirits. everything. Yes. Yeah.
1: There was a story of this guy about COVID. When COVID first started in this year, a story came out, I remember. This guy came out on the news, he said, uh he was about to commit suicide, and he had walked into the park where he was going to take his life and at that point his phone rang, and he didn't realize he had carried his phone in his pocket and he took out his phone and it was his old friend who hadn't talked to him in years and his friend said, "I just saw your number and I thought I haven't spoken to you in ages I just want to see how you're doing and the gun just fell from his hand Damn,
2: that's crazy
1: and he's like. He didn't say anything, but he's like the guy, they started talking about old times and evening came and they were still talking and he forgot the gun in the, in the park, you know, and that's how his life got saved. We're not telling you, everybody who's listening that you probably save somebody <laughs> because you call yeah. them, but that's the impact of yeah. just one quick conversation. You don't even have to call them, send them a quick message and say, hey man, I was thinking about you. I hope all is well. Yeah. That might change something, you know,
0: it's like just making the person know that, hey, I'm here if I'm you need to, do, yeah. Yes, somebody's and That there. matters, yeah, somebody's, somebody's there to listen there. to I think that goes
2: think. a longer way than the Facebook posts. Yeah, posts. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Yeah. Actual can, action.
2: Actual action, because you can do that for a trend, uh, but picking up the phone or just even typing a message down makes much more of a difference than any Facebook forward on Facebook, copy-paste
1: posts yeah. that you can put up. And you know, you just said something that made me think you're, you're right. By putting those other posts up, we are expecting them to call us. Yeah. Why are you putting the onus on them? Why are you not getting in touch with them?
0: Yeah.
1: you would be like, but I don't know who. Well, that's the problem, then If they're your friends, shouldn't we be knowing about what's happening with their lives? Shouldn't right. you be
0: in touch with them?
1: Yeah. What happened to all of us? All of us.
0: My the life got anymore? busy. And just
1: our lives don't... are never busy. We might, like, we like to say At least we that. give
0: our excuses. Yes. Life is busy. I'm busy with this. I'm busy. Hey, sorry, I couldn't be there. I have stuff to do. Yeah. Like, you find stuff to do what you value. Yeah. If people are on your priority list, you'll make time for them. Otherwise, you will just put them aside as another chore to do. At the end of the day, let
1: me think about this. Right. For those of you who are not married, we'll swipe right on Tinder. Maybe we'll get three matches that we want to go out with this weekend. And we'll make time for three failed dates. Mm. With somebody who we'll never meet again in our lives. And we'll spend money on that person. But we won't call somebody who we know.
0: Is it like because, hey, maybe I don't find that person valuable or maybe I haven't spent enough no, time with no, no, no. them for such a long time. What What causes us to approach another way To kill that loneliness Mm. rather than be with people who you thought you were, who are your friends and family, Mm. but you chose maybe I didn't get the right treatment there, maybe I can get treatment here. But the wrong way. It's tricky. It's the wrong way. But again, it's a thin line. Like, how much do you feel appreciated, valued, and know that the people are there for you? Actually, not the face, the social media post and liking your photos and stuff, but making an effort to reach out to you like you shared the example of the guy who was about to kill himself making an effort to reach out to people, making an effort to meet them hey, even half an hour, once a week like, come on, we can find that much time and...
1: we can, because you know what, when we want to, we find time when we want to, yeah, we make things happen
0: exactly, like that comes to a point where like, hey Again, people might put it as, uh, you know, maybe I'm in a season where I don't need people. But when you're in a season where you need people, you know, you're you've trying to flock around everything and when it's time. But you don't know the relationship that you have with them or what they're going through at the same moment as well. So being in touch is not a seasonal thing. Being in touch is... It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle that you choose to live out. Yeah. And that speaks more volume about what we're talking about. That. You know, we can speak about a lot of things, but being there, you know, goes a long way as you mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. Oh,
2: that nice. was a pretty
0: interesting over the top. But yeah, like to sum it up, I would just say that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And it's definitely not okay to not speak about it. Yeah. And, you know, highlighting that, hey, I'm going to something. Choose the right people you can speak to. I'm sure there'll be somebody who's on yeah.
1: there. Yeah, I think uh, what I would probably share to people is, especially if, if you're listening to this conversation and you're somebody who wants help and you don't know where to get it, uh, the first thing is at least you acknowledge that you want help. Yeah. That's a good thing, guys. The fact that you want to seek out help is the first step and a lot of people don't get to that step, so good job. I think yeah. the next step for you would be, I honestly urge you, just go into Google and search for you know a therapist near you it's nothing wrong with seeking help guys I mean I've gone through it and I'm telling you right now I'm here and I'm fine because I went through it so if you can and you can afford it uh, look for a therapist if you can't reach out to somebody that you trust that you like to have a conversation with Mm -hmm. and who you think will listen maybe you don't want to share the whole thing with them just go out for a coffee with them see how you feel you don't have to share with them just say listen you want to go for a quick cup Cool. During that, maybe you'll open up, right? It's okay, these are all steps, and it may not be for you, it may be for you. Just figure out what works for you. You don't have to follow everything we're saying. Find out what works. Some of our stuff might work for you, some of our stuff will stuff work for somebody else. Just figure out a way, and it'll happen. And if you're really, really stuck, and you don't have any other way to get out of it, in that case, I definitely think you need to seek professional help. And if you don't know where to go, Reach out to Joe, to Nick, to me, and we'll try and find a way. We'll try and help you guys out. Don't worry about it, all right? Uh, For those of you who are listening and you think you don't have any issues, any mental health issues, any depression issues, um, great. We're really happy for you, but check out some behaviors. Are you addicted to TV? Are you addicted to your phone, constantly spending time on your phone? You might think it's just behavior, but actually it might be you trying to mask your, 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 your things that you don't want to do by doing, by addicted to this. Are you addicted to your PlayStation? Are you addicted to, um, you know, pornography? Are you addicted to um, socializing? Maybe you always go out and socialize because you want to fill a void. You might not notice that these are signs of depression. So start reading up, think about it, introspect. Maybe you will come out a better person at all of this. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would like to share with you guys. So good.
2: So that's all the time we have for today. Uh, like Tony said, in And we've mentioned a couple of times before as well we are not qualified to give you advice this is just something that we have dealt with and we have overcome so please don't take this as bible as the end of the line seek help find somebody that can help you out get get don't do what i did by saying be a man get over it or whatever try find help find somebody that you can speak to find somebody that is going to be there for you and all
0: the best. Yeah, even if you have to reach out to us, we'll surely guide you to the right medium, and uh, I'm sure everything is going to turn out.
1: ALK. Things will be okay, guys. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's all for now, and we will see you on guys. the next one. Yeah. Thank you so much, Anthony, for coming. Cheers, guys. Thank you for having me. And we'll see you soon again.
1: All right. Ciao, guys. Thank you.